Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today I am sharing a very special conversation that I had with my sweet friend, Ashlyn Ellis. This took place a couple of months ago. It was timely then, and good Lord, is it timely now. Ashlyn shares an extremely powerful testimony, multiple testimonies, in fact, about the deep work that God has been doing in her, how God is so intimately in the details. He walked her through this crazy season of hard for herself and then brought her family through almost this revival. And she shares so much goodness about being in relationship with God, about his goodness, about the refining that takes place in Christ and shares a powerful testimony about Christ being the resting place and in in the resting place of his love, we find the source and the root of our lives from Ephesians 3.17. So grab your notebook, grab a pen, because you are going to be so encouraged and want to take notes in this testimony slash sermon-like on fire, powerful conversation that is about to take place. Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm, that never-ending to-do list, and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So grab your cold brew and your planner or strap those kiddos into the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. guest here with us today, my sweet friend, Ashlyn Ellis. She is a self-taught WordPress designer, homeschooling mom of three boys, overcomer of chronic health issues who applies essentialism throughout her life and says, Jesus is everything. Can I get an amen? (laughs) She enjoys blossoming as a woman while God unveils his love to her using design and strategy. Her clients entrust her with their God-given vision to express themselves in a way that connects on the deepest and most profound level to their potential clients. The work she does helps her clients stand out, step into leadership, create greater impact with their businesses. Thank you so much, Ashlyn. I am so excited to dig into this conversation. We're going to have hear more about you and your business. Is there anything you would love to add to this powerful introduction? 
just hi to each of you listening on this podcast. Um, I just want to speak to your hearts and and just say, um, no matter where you are, yeah, there's hope. That's all I wanted to say. I just felt like the Lord, when you were speaking, I just felt like this strong impression to let you guys know that uh, whether it be something that's really big and hanging over your head um, and looming, um, or if it's something small in the moment that, you know, changing diapers or trying to figure out how you're going to manage your time. And it felt like that inner pull, um, there is hope. There is hope. And, and my life is a testament to God's goodness and faithfulness of, that, of holding on to that hope as an anchor. Amen. I think uh-huh. about that song. I was on a mission trip before and we did, it was like a song and dance. Um, and it was, we have this hope, we have this hope as an anchor for our soul. We have this hope <laughs> it is an anchor for our soul. And yeah. I just love that. And just the vision, the imagery that it paints. And, um, I agree full fledged, like there is hope, you know, a little bit of my story and coming from background of childhood trauma and so many other things. And to see just where I am today is a testament of God's love and his attention to detail and his care for us. And that's how I'm like, amen to this. Jesus is everything. And, um, you know, you were talking about blossoming as a woman while God unveils his love. And, um, Ashlyn, I know you have been through the ringer. You've mentioned, you know, overcoming chronic health issues. You were just sharing with me before we hit record about this amazing, just season of God's goodness that you're in. And so I just want to hear more about all of that, like about this overcoming and about God's goodness. So would you share your heart? Oh, yes. Thank you. So as, as it is with God, um, to say just the surface level of what's been going on and just kind of tell you where I'm am, am, I don't think it would do justice to what God's been doing. Um, because everything he does is deep and there's so many intricate layers and um like you you know he's just he's interwoven in everything and like you said like he's been on my heart so strong for over a week now it's like the testimonies that really blow you away are those really big ones about you know god holding up or you know moses parting the sea through god or god doing it through moses and and all of that but also those those testimonies where someone's telling the absolute intricate details of how god came through and a way that only God could touch that desire of your heart in such a detailed way. Like that's just, that's just so God. And, and so when I tell my story, there are a lot of levels and um, layers. And I'm just asking God to help me to weave it together in such a way that, um, that he has seen. And, and now, you know, the interesting thing is uh, I was sharing with Sasha that a little over a month ago, uh, God brought an awakening into my home. I'm talking husband, myself, my children, repenting, crying out to God. Um, it's been going on for a month. And the, the, one of the things that I was, I was sharing with other body of believers recently is I look back on the, some of the things I'm going to share with you. And they were really, really, really hard. But now as I'm looking back at them, all I can see is God's goodness in it all. But at the time I you know, I was, I wouldn't have seen that. And it was all so hard. Everything was just so hard getting into going through daily things with God was hard going to church and not being consistent was hard. And it was just all so hard, but now just on the side of what God's spirit is doing in his presence, being so his presence being so evident in our life 
It's just all I can see is God's goodness through it all. And so as I share this, just that's where the hope comes from. So oh, I went pretty heavy, pretty quick, didn't I? <laughs> no, you're good. Like okay. I already have, I already have notes. <laughs> okay. I just, I'm just so amazed at God. So um, I think the main part of my story might begin um, after the birth of my second child. That was um, about nine years ago. Yeah, stay-at-home mom. I was once a school teacher, and we felt God led us by faith for me to stay at home, a stay-at-home mama. Um, and so I had just given birth to my second young boy. After that, my body really never came back. Uh, I had been um, an athlete on scholarships at college. I thrived and loved athleticism, having energy. But then after that second born, I just never got back, and it slowly just got worse. Enough the third baby. Um, it was just, it was like, it was like I had the flu every single day. So you've got the muscle aches, you've got the brain fog, you've got the tiredness, you've got the just separation that happens somewhere inside from everything that's going on around you. And I guess you could call it what some people call a disconnect or depression. And it was eight years of going through that. And if I had a good day, um, it was, it was like I had a cold, like, like you're in the midst of a cold. And that's what a good day felt like to my body and to my brain. And it was holding on, you know, having ibu popping ibuprofen several times a day without trying to kill my liver. Um, and then when that was enough, I would have to have a glass of red wine to dull the pain so that I could just interact because at first it wasn't like that. But after a while, it just becomes, you want to experience life again. You don't have to push through this barrier of pain in order to interact with everyone around you. Um, and so that's why those things become this, this gateway to experiencing a normal life, but you don't want to live that way. So that's where it was. That's what it was for about nine years. And, um, and we homeschooled because that was something that God had put on our heart and for our particular family. Um, there's so much I could share about that, but, um, so yeah, God called us to homeschool in the midst of me having these three children and having chronic issues and such. See, I share that and it feels so heavy, but what God showed me when he brought my healing just within the past, um, I don't know, it's been, it's been unveiling again, just been this later. So I'd say within the last two months, I caught myself saying to someone, um, now that I'm on this side of it, I caught myself saying to someone, I'm, I'm so grateful that I went through that. And I just was like, What? <laughs> That just came out of my mouth. Like you could feel the heaviness when I spoke about that because for a moment I remember I was tapping into what it felt like to be there. But now on this side of it, I just, I'm, I'm grateful because had I, had I not done that, then I would not have gone on this deep journey with God and cleansing my soul and, and learning to hold on to hope. <laughs> There's so many times I was on my couch. My husband had to, had to remind me of truth. So I wouldn't think that me ending my life would, would help everyone around me. So it wasn't, it wasn't perfect, but it was a continual just going back to just having to believe the goodness of God, because when I would feel sorry for myself or when pity would come in and it feels like a warm blanket for a moment, it feels easier sometimes just to give up hope and to stop um, fighting so hard for the freedom that you know is yours, but it's just so hard to fight for it. And you just feel like if I just, just give in for a little while, maybe the enemy will pick on somebody else and I can just lay in the trench um, at first it feels okay, but then darkness. And so just learning to fight and say, this is hard, 
I don't understand it. I know there's something better for me. I'm not tapping into it yet, but God, I've got to hold on to you. And Romans 5, 5 is what I held on to. Um, he spoke to me a lot and, and, and it just, it's talking about these trials and the stuff we go through, but it says to hold on to hope because hope does not disappoint because he's poured his Holy Spirit has poured his love into our hearts. And that, that became my anchor and getting through things. And sometimes I would read it and I wouldn't understand it, but I just, that mustard of faith had to cling on to and hold on to believe that that was something, but that, that he wasn't going to let me go and leave me ashamed. Sorry, I'm just overcome. I just feel his presence and I just, I'm so in love with him and I'm just so grateful for this testimony. And so going through all that with my children um, and, and homeschooling them, the things I, the things I went through brought this, it's almost, it's like when he was saying, like, you can count it all joy at the moment might not feel joy, but I think once you, once you see to whatever extent it is, the reasons why God um, brings us through things. I'm never going to say he leaves us there, or puts us through them, but he, the way he brings us through them, it really does produce a character and character hope and, you know, and perseverance. And, you know, the, the Lord was, I'm just going to digress just for a moment. The Lord was showing me something recently because I was asking the Lord, is it okay that I'm sharing the things that I'm sharing with people? Because you want to guard your testimony with the Lord. You know, you want to share those beautiful encounters with him and you don't want to just share it. Sometimes you want to treasure those. And I was saying, God is okay. That I'm sharing with it. And he had shown me that those years that were really, really, really hard and that my whole family was just striving despite our great intentions, it was like this, this twisting and it was producing this oil and this oil. Now he was showing me that it's okay that the times I'm testifying, it's like, I'm wiping the feet of Jesus with my, with my, with my hair and with the oil of what he's pressed and, and gained through all of this time. And so all through that, it produced an oil. And with that oil, I get, to, I get to worship at the feet of Jesus and I get to wipe the feet of Jesus with my hair. And once I leave that worship experience with him, people are going to smell that oil on my hair and they're going to see him. So it's okay. Like that his goodness can, can overflow at that. But, but in the time of that crunching, it didn't feel beautiful. But now on this side, I just, there's just, there's always hope and there's goodness of God. I remember one time I was praying to God and I was looking at my children and I was saying, wow, they're growing up so fast. They're going up so fast. I said to God, I said, God, where is time going? How is it going so fast? And he said to me, it's going in those moments that you wish you could just get through mm. in order to be okay. The change of the diapers when you're exhausted, the wishing they would just stop calling your name for the hundredth time. And that's not meant to put a guilt trip on anyone, Yeah, but it's just something to consider as a beautiful moment that could be offered as a living sacrifice. Um, and instead of that time flying by, it becomes this pressing and this twisting that's hard but becomes this oil that can burn you know just burn with the presence of God I love so much of what you're saying because I for one I believe it I've seen it I've witnessed it myself the childhood that I went through and the experiences that I went through after that on account of my coping mechanisms and, and trauma and everything else I wouldn't wish upon anyone but in like sitting with him and ha allowing him that space to like rewrite my story. I now look back and can see his hand over so many different parts of my life. And he literally rewrote the story for me. And almost like what you're saying, there are times where I will recount those stories or like, I'll be put in a position where I'm remembering what those seasons were like. And it is, it, 
it produces sometimes those icky feelings that I had at the time. And I'm just like, then I turn and I sit and just like this utter gratitude, like, wow, God, just a reminder, you brought me out of that. Yes. Like I can look back now and I can say, I am thankful for that because it made me who I am today. And it equipped me with what I need, not really what I need. Like it equipped me with the ability to minister to people who are struggling, who do need that hope, who are going through those tougher seasons. And just to remind them, just like you said at the very beginning, like there is still hope, but then now I know like he's developed this faith in me, this trust in him that no matter what I face, no matter what the circumstances, like he is still good and he has good for me and he is with me and he is guiding me. And so why, why do I need to strive or why do I need to fear or why do I need to try and take control back from him? I don't because the, the picture and the testimony that he is painting through that is far greater than anything I could ever do like of the work of my own hands. And so I'm all yes. And amen. But I love, love, love <laughs> that you shared about, um, two things. One, you were talking about wiping the feet of Jesus with your hair. It's so crazy to me how God works in these, like, I mean, this is a testimony of itself. We went camping this past weekend and wore sandals all day. It hasn't (laughs) rained here in like a month. And so everything is dusty, dusty, dirty. Like we don't have sand (laughs) like in Florida and our feet were gross, like black. And I said to Robbie, as I was washing my feet, I said, and our savior washed people's feet who are probably dirtier than this. And Robbie said, and one woman did it with her hair. He said, could you imagine washing my feet today with your hair? And I was like, gross <laughs> was like the first thing that came up for me. But then you're sharing this story about, you know, he's pressing the oil, using it to wipe the feet of Jesus. And then people will smell the oil aroma on your hair. And it's just like, what, what a beautiful and powerful image that is. And then the second thing that you said, just that how sanctifying of a process motherhood is when you had mentioned like, you're like, where's the time going? And he's like, it's going away in the moments you keep wishing away. Like, man, if you would just stop saying my name, if I could just not have somebody else's poop on me for one day, you know, like in those moments that you're like, this is so hard, but like, I truly believe those moments are like, you're saying offering those moments as a living sacrifice. Like those moments are designed for us to turn to him and say like, Lord, I need you to get through this moment, not just as the savior of my life, but like help me now. And, and that's one of the big things I feel like God has really painted a picture of in my life. And in my story is just how much of a sanctifying process motherhood is because it, it causes us to be like at the bottom of our barrel. Like we have to cling to him. I do not know how people do momming without Jesus. But last thing I'll say to this is, is the song, Lord, I need you was like, that was my song. I sung to my son almost every night when he's up for the fifth time in the middle of the night, won't go back to sleep, all colicky. I haven't slept in five months. Like I just had to sing that song almost 24 seven because it was, it was all that I had was a song and it turned my heart to worship and gratitude for this baby that I waited so long for, you know, but even now we were singing this song in church, like a couple of months ago. And my son was like 
all cuddled up on me, like resting his head. He's two and a half. He does not rest his head on my shoulder or cuddle me anymore, but we were singing that song in church. And that's what he was doing because that is like a huge foundation of our relationship because I had nothing but a song to turn back to the Lord. In you remember that song and yes, it he knows it. To that it is ingrained in him, like at a oh, neurological level. And so I am just like, yes, Lord, please cultivate this seed like for the oh, rest of oh. his life. So I'm just like all yes and amen to everything you're saying, because it's such a beautiful testimony of what God has like walked you through and is continuing to walk you through. So those are the things of what you were saying that really stood out to me. And so I don't know if you have anything more to add or if what I said brought up anything for you. Well, you know, to say, here's the thing. I was sitting on the front porch of this incredible community, their Christian community, and I set themselves apart. But um, I I was sitting on their porch and one of them sat next to me and I was just having time with the Lord and she sat down. And all I could say, this is since April 25th, since God has broken into my heart and I just feel like I'm this continual experience of his presence and, and, and stewarding that. But she sat down. All I could say is God is good. And she said, it is, she said, but what am I going to say? You know, you can't look at those parents who in Texas, I'm just giving a prerequisite, but what happened in the school and that situation, those 19 parents, you can't look at them and tell them God is good. And I said, no, but his goodness will see them through. Mm-hmm. And so when someone's going through something hard and you're talking at them and saying, well, God is good. That's true, but that's not going to see their, that's not what they need. They don't need to be told something. Mm -hmm. They need to understand that God's goodness is relational and that's what's going to hold them through. And at first it's going to feel like little fibers, little threads being interwoven into this story and here and there are small things, but then it becomes the backbone of her strength again. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I wanted to share, but yes, uh, you know, we're talking about changing the baby's diapers and, and all those hard moments, whatever. There's even just another season, you know, and now mine are out of diapers. I've got six, nine and 10 and there's hard times in that too. But it's, you know, I was just thinking like the song, like actually the scripture first, that offering ourselves living, living sacrifices, right? Well, what does a sacrifice do? It burns mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the fire is refining. And so when we're, when we're in that moment and it's really hard, that is a sacrifice. A sacrifice isn't something that's just easy and say, Lord, I'm, I'm coming to heaven. Okay. It's, it's sacrifice. And this is really hard in this moment. I really want to give in to feeling sorry for myself in this moment. I really just want to drudge through what intentional abundance looks like turning and saying, God, this is really hard, but I believe your gospel. I believe that Jesus is enough in this moment. I believe you poured your heart, your love into my heart. And from that, I can overflow. And I offer this moment as, 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 as an offering to you. Um, and that, and that's a refining. That's, that's, that's something of our soul that's being refined as we're turning that into a worship of him. Yeah. (sighs) When you were saying that I was picturing this song, I'm not going to sing it though. I've been singing on my podcast a lot lately (laughs) (laughs) and I'm not a great singer. Um, but it's the one that talks about like, what kind of sacrifices do I have to offer? to like the king. And I love that you tied intentional abundance into that because it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's not about, you know, striving under our own doing and like what we're capable of. It's about that, like faithful foundation and like knowing that just like this fine balance of what, what it it keeps coming back to me about knowing that 
we have everything that we need because we have Jesus. We need Jesus <laughs> constantly. And just sitting in that, like, he is where our peace comes from. He is the creator of our priorities. He is the foundation. He is the one that we, when we seek his presence, he will guide and direct and light our path. I love what you're sharing because it just reminds me of, I don't feel like I'm, I'm not in the season where I'm like distant from God, but I'm also not in this season of just like full on resting in his presence. I remember these times in my life and same thing. Like when I look back, they were so hard, but like where I'm in church and I am just ball. I can't even sing the worship songs. I am bawling my eyes out because I can just feel the goodness of his presence in my life so heavily, but it's usually when the times are really hard or coming out of a season that was really hard. And so I'm just curious, you mentioned April 25th. Is there anything that you feel like triggered this or spurred this on? Like, is there any life activity or I don't know, like, okay, this, this is layers deep. Just trying to think which layer to begin at, right? There's definitely, there is a moment and I just want to make sure, but I will also just preface it with this part too. My husband and I went to ministry school and after I graduated, it wasn't long. And, um, after I was having this incredible encounter with God, um, in the front of my church and worship and just in the presence of the Lord and, um, just, just dancing with him. And then all of a sudden in my imagination where I can see where he speaks to me, he shows this picture of a house of cards. And he says to me, I've shared this with you and Teresa before, and I was going through it and it was really hard. And he showed to me that the that, that card house of cards. And he said, and then all of a sudden and in my mind's eye, he shows me that it just collapses. And he says, if you build it again, it will collapse. And he was talking about my relationship with him, my Christianity, I'm going to call it my Christianity. And it was in that season, there was grace behind it, but it was about, I'm going to say, I think that was almost three years. And when that happened, that began um, a time for me where I didn't hear the Lord the way I always used to. I didn't see the prophetic the way I encountered him. I didn't have that longing and that hunger for him that I had always had um, since I became a Christian in 2000. Too. So it was like all of those things and the ways that I was used to experiencing him uh, were gone. I would go to do certain things that we consider are right. Once we do this, then we have the right to have the, like basically, you know, going to the word, which is beautiful and it's necessary. And the scriptures are oh so nutritious, you know, for us. But God was taking away my good girl badges good Christian girl badges, you know, and, he, and it, but it was three years of me crying in the shower saying, I miss you. I know you're here, but I'm not experiencing you the same way I used to. And I miss you. And I, I miss missing you. Mm. I was crying out to him that season. And so that, that was a big preface to all of this. Um, and then April 25th, um, this all started, but then um, it started with my husband and I'll get into that. And then my, my big awakening was actually um, 525. So my husband was 425 and then that began our family and then mine was 525. So yes, what happened in this that brought this about was I was, I have permission to share this story as well. Um, I was sitting next to my husband and the thought entered my mind that I was supposed to ask him if he's been looking at pornography again. And I asked and he said, no. And I said, okay. And I left at that and um, went to bed and 2 a.m. that morning, he woke me up and said, why did you ask me that question? 
I said, I don't know, just popped in my head. And he said, I didn't tell you the truth. And he said, I've, I've been looking at it. And, um, and so, like I said, this, even this has so many layers to the unraveling of it, but basically he confessed that he had been looking at uh, pornography online to a certain extent. And I mourned it. Um, but this time I went through it different because in the past when certain things would happen to me that would wound me emotionally, um, I would, I would have this emotional wound and not long after that, the spirit of infirmity, or like there was this, like my, my physical health would start declining again. Um, and so this time though, it was like God protected my heart. Uh, and I could only see my husband through the eyes of, um, how God sees him through his repentance. It was true. Um, it was just, there was no self-pity in it. Um, because the week before in small little things, God was just telling me, I see you, I see you. And he prepped my heart um, before this thing that in the past would have been a blow. And so my husband and I are dealing with that for about a day and a half or whatever. And I'm kind of just kind of navigating it. Um, and then he comes to me again in the kitchen and says, I felt like God told me, um, I'm supposed to tell you this other level. And he comes and tells me this deeper level that he had been engaging in this. And again, I'm like, okay, I just need to go mourn <laughs> because it's like you, God was protecting me in my current, but there's still a place where um, you begin to realize that the life that you were experiencing isn't the reality. And it just took like all these things falling into place and seeing how actually things actually were playing out for a little while. Um, and so I mourned that and God started bringing, um, this, this intimacy between my husband and I, but my husband and, and the Lord in a way that had never been there. Um, my marriage was lonely. My love language is touch. He didn't know how to touch me. The only way he really, he tried, he tried as good as he could. The only way he knew how to love me was through physical touch. Um, and my love language is physical touch, but I began to feel, used because my physical, you know, if, if your love language isn't being met throughout the day of touches and snuggles and being said, I love you, not just for what I can get, there can be resentment in that happens. And so, and so um, the Lord began to strip that. And, and my husband just realized the more we bring our, our yuckiness into the light with God and bring it and just say, you already know it anyway, and just bring it into the light and just allow him to, to cleanse it and just say, you know, I believe that you are Lord and I believe that this is not too big for you. Um, I'm, I have, I'm dumb with shame. I just want freedom. And when freedom is your heart's cry above all else, above pride, above, above looking for uh, recognition, above protecting something or whatever, uh, when freedom is your heart's cry, uh, you don't let those things stop you anymore. And so that's what the Lord was doing. He kept just bringing up these different things that have been in our marriage for 15 years that has always been this thing between us. But, but we started connecting on this level um, of intimacy with the Lord. And so we go through that and then he brings up for a third time. He's like, okay, like this is scary, but God told me to trust you. Here's another level. So, but here's the thing. It was like, God was taking me through mourning really quick. I, I sat with it. I said, okay, you need to give me time. I'm going to mourn with the Lord with this. And God was supernaturally there protecting my heart. And letting me see the repentance. And there's so much the testimony of why my husband has been delivered from that. Not just as if it was a snare he has to avoid now. But that was a land of, 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 of muck and mire. 
And now God has shown him what it's like to be in the promised land, set his feet on solid ground. So it's not he now he's just like getting out of away from those traps. It's like God's like, stay out of uncontentment, stay out of feeling sorry for yourself, stay out of not being satisfied and find satisfaction in God and where you are. So anyway, that began it. And it just became like this lightness in our house. And not long after the boys came to my, our boys started coming to us and just saying the house just feels so much lighter and just feels so much different. And, and all that was happening was just, if anything happened, if there was any offense between my husband and I would just bring it out right away and let God's light deal with it. And then all of a sudden, like my boys, my boys, um, I'm very careful about what I put before their eyes, their ears. Um, I, I just understand the power of what seeds can do things coming in seed form. And so I don't let them just watch anything. And, um, they just came to us and just started crying. One of them started and he's like, I feel like God's telling me I'm not supposed to be watching this certain show anymore. And that wasn't what we were doing. They didn't see any of us, but it was just like, God was telling them like, there's something attached to this that you're not supposed to be with. And he started crying and mourning for letting go of this thing that he had found his identity in, in the natural, but he knew that God was calling him not to do it anymore. And so he was just repenting, but mourning it. And, and there was this time of all the boys just started hugging each other and crying and repenting of different things and understanding that we were just teaching them like what you're giving up feels like it's such an identity. It feels like such a part of who you are, even if it's not good, but it's, it's been a way of protecting you or finding who you are. But the more we can just offer it up to Jesus and just, and just say like, Lord, I believe you're Lord, take this fear room, heal the wound inside my soul that allowed this, this, um, um, this fear to stay and, you know, heal this wound and Jesus, I receive your healing. It's just simple. And I just, he wants to be Lord. He wants us to remember that rest is where it's always been. It's always been by his might and his power and not ours trying and grinding with our teeth and, and trying to get these things done. And so these things were happening in our home and it was incredible. And all of a sudden my friend sends me this word from Lana Vosser. Uh, Ephesians 4.20 happening in families and homes. That was the only way for us to be able to explain what God was doing in our home. And that was the first time I've ever seen a prophetic word like that. And I was able to, we were able to say, wow, that's actually what God is already doing in our home. And so this prophetic word was simply just putting words to what God was doing. And so since then, we've been rooted in Ephesians 4.20. I mean, oh my goodness. It's been like, it's been amazing. But slowly, God began to show us that it's actually Ephesians, did I say 420? If I did, I'm sorry. Ephesians 320. Um, I'm just going to read something here. Okay. Oh, so he's been showing me that it's actually in our family. It's He's been doing Ephesians 314 through 20. Um, and, and one of those here I wanted to talk to you about because you were talking um, in 17. Uh, it says, then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. And what I wanted to talk to you about is since this encounter began with our family, um, there's been so many chances for us to say God has been so good and done so much work, but it's plateaued, plateaued now. And God is only this good. But, um, but through a dream that God gave me, um, through this, this happened and, and he, he woke up, he woke me up after showing me different traumatic events. You know, I was, this, I was this bride in this dream. I was a bride at my own wedding. And as soon as the reception hit, 
um, I was just lonely, lonely, lonely. It was, you know, just showing the abandonment and, and the loneliness that I had experienced in different things and different attachments. And he showed me some other dreams like that. He speaks in parables and dreams. And I woke up and I could hear his voice. And he said, I'm not going anywhere. And he gave me this impression of me standing on a hill. And he was just saying, what would it look like if you free fell into my goodness? Mm. What if you stopped holding yourself back and assuming that I'm only that good? What if every time you're scared and you wonder that these encounters and this time with me is going to cease and it's only this good and this is going to be a memory you're going to talk about one day? What about if you, if you, if you start free falling into my goodness and believing it's going to continue? And so that when it, when I read 17, that's what I think of it says by constantly using your faith, that's what it felt like just continuing leaning into his faith. Um, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. And so we're talking about that abundance, that God quality of life, um, the, the life. So by always just assuming the goodness of God and choose God's goodness, turn inward where he's already drilling because Christ in me is the hope of glory. And that's where we can live from that abundance. That's what I have to say about that. Wow. Uh, that was so incredibly powerful. And Ashlyn, I just have to say like the spirit of the Lord is on you. Like his presence <laughs> is, is in you and with you. Like my mind is just like blown over here because like for one, you're, you started this off like speaking. Pornography is so huge in our culture it was a problem in, in my marriage, in my relationship for years. It was something that my husband did that brought me into it. And it caused so much like strife. And like, you're talking about those emotional wounds and so like lacking in intimacy and so many, so much more. And like, I'm thankful that God freed my husband from that. There was a continually going back because when you when you're in a culture like we are, like it's normal, it's okay, it's acceptable. If you don't do it, you're a weird one. Yeah, it's just so culturally accepted that it's hard to like overcome those beliefs. I think that you were almost like raised with or in, are ingrained in you. And so, thank you for sharing that testimony because I feel like so many people do struggle with that in their relationships, in their marriages. But it's one of those things we have such a tendency, like you're saying, to like just hide. And, and you even said about bringing things into the light, like God already knows, but when you bring them into the light, it allows him to change them. And it's not from a space of like pride or shame or protection or whatever else, but a place of, of true freedom. I mean, how are we hiding from God anyways? Right. He, he knows all and sees all. So it's not ultimately God that we're trying to hide from. It's, it's something else. It's others or whatever. It's shame. Yes. It's shame. And yeah. so when we believe one, John one, nine, when we, when we confess our sins to him and he is faithful to cleanse us, that restores relationship. Yeah. Because we're no longer hiding. Yeah. With him and with others, right. With our spouse, with even friends that we might be hiding from because of that. So I just want to thank you for, um, you know, for your vulnerability and sharing that with us, because I think that can reach and speak to the hearts of so many, Good. but, um, and I love the story. Like I wrote down revival, like God brought revival into your home, like starting from that moment and then yeah. just like trickling down to all these different things. And I love how you talked about too, 
emotional wounds would come up that then cause problems and issues to stir up in your physical health. And like, that is such a real thing too. The first challenge that I ever led that started my business was the 1010 made for more challenge. And it was from John 1010 about the thief came to steal, kill and destroy, but Christ came that we may have, and we may have it abundantly. And it was all about this mind, body, soul, like connection and how for so many years, I, I just kind of like juggled the three. I'm like, okay, let's, let's focus on, um, my soul, like get my relationship right with the Lord. And then, okay, let's focus on my physical health. Like let's eat better and be healthy and be, be a good steward of the body. And then I was like, okay, my mental health, let me challenge myself intellectually and grow and learn and get my degree, et cetera, et cetera. But it wasn't until he brought like all three of those things together as a collection that I was able to find like the true healing that was like fully encompassing. And so I don't want people to miss over the fact that we are spiritual beings. Like anytime we try to do something without God's guidance and direction and a hand over it, we're kind of stepping into setting ourselves up for failure. But what really, really got me is when you, and this is where maybe it was just for me, but when you switched over to talking about like identity, you, you mentioned one of your boys, like mourning the identity, his identity in the natural with him being like convicted about this show, inviting God in to heal that I was just receiving coaching this morning. on like parts of my identity and my coaches, like, it's because you're feeling to see God's identity for you. Like you're still holding on to these parts of your identity that aren't there. It's not that you have to create this new identity. You just need to receive this new identity. You need to spend time sitting with him specifically and allowing him to reveal your identity in him to you. And it's it's not that I don't have that, but there are just parts that I am like not believing him in, I guess you could say. But then when you brought up Ephesians three, and then you said three twenty, and I'm like, yes, that is a verse again with the abundance in it abundantly now to him who was able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us for his glory, of course. But God has me in this season right now where I've been on a social media fast. He has been calling me to step away from the constant distraction and hustle that social media has um, created in my life. And for one, to focus more on podcasting, but to be deeply rooted in him. And just that you were talking about these deep levels. You brought up this verse about being rooted and grounded in love and about focusing on him and his faith and faith in him and all of this. I'm just like, Ashlyn, you are like, you are a vessel right now of God, just speaking all of this confirmation and reminders to me. And so perhaps there's other listeners out here who this message is for, is for as well. Like you were saying this, this whole section in Ephesians three, 14 through 20, somebody had shared this as this prophetic word. And, um, I, like you were saying, I don't think it was just you know, for your family, it's other families that are walking through this kind of like unveiling. I have to tell you something. Yes. About that. Yes. I believe you. And that's why I'm so excited because it's, it's when God gets a hold of you, there's just different awakenings. We have these different, you know, just understandings of, of the goodness of God and his love and, it, and you see it. And so now I'm, I rejoice, you know, there used to be a part of me like, Oh, this is my testimony or whatever. Now I rejoice at the awakening of happening in the body of Christ. I went to a new church because God told our family to, <laughs> and, um, 
we walk in and this it's our very first time at the women's i'm at the women's thing i don't know anybody and all of a sudden this other lady who's that was her first time too. God had told her to come to the church that day too. And this is old, this older lady. And she's just like, the presence of God is in my home. His midst, he's in the midst of my home. And she's like, we've, we've had all of these marital problems for 25 years. And all of these things have been happening. They're so hard. She's like, but God is in the midst of our home and he's brought so much healing and it's been so powerful and it's been his presence. And I'm like, yes that's what god's doing in my family i didn't talk to her because we were cross but we both just shared our testimonies like as encouragements to the group and there was some other lady who's going through the same outpouring of god and it's not because our family is the only one it's meant to it's just like there was just a strategic assault with what god has brought us into yeah. so that we can be forerunners and run in this hard and then and then those who have not experienced it yet we get taken by the hand and like thrust them and be like yeah he's that good i told you yeah you know? come on i'll go with you and just swinging you know and just expediting all of that and so with that just be encouraged that this happened to my family yes there but i believe truly believe it's only for the rest of the body to just get pulled into yes Yes. And amen. 100%. So today, as we're recording, not as this is airing, but today um, I'm actually fasting. I'm in this group of like ladies who we weekly fast and pray for each other together. And I wasn't going to fast today. And I decided I was, and now I have even more that I'm going to go like be on my knees praying for is this like revival and the presence of God being in the midst of my home for so many reasons. But, but a huge one is like, my parents are staying with us and like, we have a good relationship now, but it's not like, I I want to say it's not as good as it could be. And there is like, there's a lot of like childhood trauma and past stuff and like with my parents and with me and, you know, but it doesn't like, there is still hope going back to the beginning of there is still hope. And so I'm going to be on my knees, just praying for, for God to bring revival and an awakening and repentance and just being in the midst of our home. So thank you so much for sharing this message with us today. It's so so incredibly powerful on multiple different areas. And so I know, you know, you've shared so much, but Ashlyn, I know you do the same like powerful work. Like you were just talking to us about, you know, um, you literally use design and strategy and you like your prophetic abilities and so many other things to, to help clients in a very, very unique way. So tell us a little bit about your business, what you do for work, because, um, there are people who listening, who are listening, who would probably love to tap into some of what you have. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I heard about all that stuff, (laughs) but even in that it's been worship. So, um, I have a business, um, I'm a WordPress designer, um, and I do custom websites for my clients. Um, that's where it started. Uh, and then God had me expand as I started working with my clients. And I realized um, that that there's so much more than just like taking a picture and putting on a page and um, taking some words and putting a button. Um, for me, websites is this, um, God has been revealing to me and showing me it's this tapestry where I can take the dreams that my clients um, have, um, God-sized business dreams. They've, they're so big inside of them. Um, and they don't know how to explain them except for in little bits here and there. And what God is calling me to do 
is actually partner with these women. Um, it's typically women, sometimes men, but I, it's to partner with these uh, these people who have these God-sized dreams and to hear them and to be able to um, partner with them. And in that, then, then I'm able to help them steward it by bringing it out in their messaging um, and also in creating this website that people can enter into uh, into this God-sized dream. So it's taking those dreams and their hearts and bring them out in a tangible way that people can enter in. Um, and so it's so much more than websites. Right. Uh, God's got me in this transition right now where it's going to turn into um, learning to, uh, uh, I don't know if you say mentor or coaching, I'm not sure the, the words yet, basically a group where um, we learn to live our lives before God and let him breathe in our business and wait on him for our business and move in him in our business and then tapping into taking that and how and taking what God has done in your heart through that time and then creating um, a brand strategy around that and then leading into websites and such so that's where God has me right now yeah right now I'm kind of in transition but right now if you went to my website which is ashlandellis.com you would see that I've got something called a sailor session um, which is where we basically pray together for four hours. Um, we worship together and it's a moment of Sela where we're basically bringing your business back to the Lord, allowing him to refine it. Again, we're partnering together and I'm using, you know, the strategies he's given me, but, um, with his spirit just intertwined in everything we do and we bring your business and we just allow him to speak into it and show us parts that are necessary and essential for moving forward. And then you all see something else called divine design day, uh, which is a, um, luxury experience and a VIP experience where um, I will build your website for you because of the deep work that we do uh, as a prep, beginning to know your heart and, and things of that nature and spending time together. And then I'll weave your website with intention and the heart of God for your business as I am weaving together your website. And it's a very beautiful, I mean, it's a worship experience when I'm, when I'm creating these websites. It's, it's a very holy time because I'm just in his presence and he's speaking to me. And so anyway, sorry. <laughs> so I create, I design websites too. And so that's something else I do. I love it. And your work is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I've watched, um, I've watched you help multiple people that I've referred your way and just the stuff that comes out of it is, is so incredible. You can tell that you are definitely connected with God in that process and Sela sessions, like praying and worshiping with you or your business for four hours. <laughs> like, wow, that is powerful. So if you have a kingdom minded business, if you have a God sized dream, this is where you go for sure. So you have ashlynellis.com. If people wanted to connect with you just to hear more of your heart, where could they do that? So as of right now, uh, I don't have an email list set up. I yeah, that's something we've got. But anyway, yeah, we've got my website. I do have a business page. It's Ashlyn Ellis Web Design. And anyway, I'm on Facebook. If you type in Ashlyn Ellis Web Design, you should see me. But then also I have a personal profile, ashlynellis.com, where I'm being most honestly right now. And then if you friend request me, just, you know, if you message and say, hey, I heard you on Sasha's podcast or something, then I'll just bring you in. Awesome. Well, goodness, I know that there's going to be pages of notes coming off of these. So I'll have to put a preface to this episode to um, have your notepad and pen ready when you jump in, because this is like a sermon almost. I appreciate everything that you've had to share today. And um, thank you to the listeners for tuning in. God bless you all.
Wow, wow, wow. What a powerful testimony and share that was from Ashlyn. And with that, I do want to remind you that it is not too late to join us in the She Rises Consistency Challenge. This is an intimate space with other ladies where we are doing deep work with the Lord. We are growing in intimacy in relationship with Him, accountability partners, training videos, prayer calls, coaching calls, and so much more. And I want you to know that you are invited in to relationship with us and relationship with him. So DM me if you want inside.